the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, best-selling author, host of The, Ro- Ran- the Rachel Cruz Show. <laughs> Rachel Cruz, I almost said The Ramsey Cruz Show. It's great. Hey, Very it's similar. all the same. All the same. <laughs> We're taking calls about your life and money, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we would be happy to talk with you. Again, anything that has to do with your life, your money, Christmas gifts, um, whatever you can think of, we will talk about it, as long as it has to do with life and money. So give us a call. We'll go directly to the phone lines here with Dorothy in Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on, Dorothy? Hey, Jade. Hi, Hi Rachel. Um, my question today is where would be a really good place to start when someone knows little to nothing about investing? I love that question. How, like is how it to you? Invest? It is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Um, yes, yeah, right you, here. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, I let me just tell you what I did. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to work with a smart investor pro or like work with a professional, but I also wanted to kind of have like a baseline of knowledge going in so that I could follow them in the conversations and also Mm -hmm. have an idea of what I wanted because I didn't want to go into it with this idea of like, okay, you just tell me what to do. Right. I wanted to learn and understand it. And so for me, Mm -hmm. a lot of that was I started listening to shows like this and digging into that content. Mm -hmm. And on our website, RamseySolutions.com, we have so many articles on investing and all these things that you can really sort through. And I think that that's a really great resource. And then I just spent time doing my own research. And then I called up a smart investor pro and I kind of let them know, hey, here's what I'm thinking um, the the financial plan that I follow talks about investing across four types, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international. And they talk about putting 25% into each one. I agree with that, you know, and I, I just really started that conversation and I let them know, hey, I'm open to learning. I just want to understand how we're investing and how we're doing this. And so that's how I started. Um, does that, is that ringing? Is that pushing any it buttons is. for you? I'm- Yes, it is. I'm not quite there yet. Um, to baby step four, four, four mm-hmm. where we start. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just want to have like some basic knowledge. An idea. So, yeah, yeah. So, so when someone's like S and P five hundred or whatever it is, yeah, like, totally. Not, okay, like, so here's just kind of a let's just do a quick like four yeah, minute let's do it. high level investing school for you, Dorothy. Ooh, I love it. Okay, oh, okay. So when All it right. comes to investing, we always we have the rule. We call it the kiss rule. Keep it simple, stupid. So we say, keep keep yes. it simple. Great rule. Yes, because people get very <laughs> deep into the weeds of stuff and they're all like trying to do all this fancy stuff. So mm-hmm. keep it simple. So yes, you mentioned the, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, when you turn on the news and you see the big chart, yeah. right, with all the stuff, right? So, yeah, so the ticker, I'm like, mm, that's right. Yeah. Numbers, yep. <laughs> so what you're looking at is just basically the values of these companies. And so with the S&P okay. 500 is the top 500 largest companies. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have Apple, you're going to have Ford Motor Company, you're going to have Target. I mean, you're you're going to have you're going to have 500 of the largest companies. And when you buy into those companies, you buy into the market, right? You can do S&P 500, which is not to get too complicated, like the index index funds. Mm. Um, You can Mm -hmm. go into the stock market. But basically what you're doing is you're buying a small portion of these companies when you go and buy a stock. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we recommend, mm-hmm. Dorothy, people can buy single stocks where you put all of your money in Apple or you put all of your money in Target or all of your money in American Airlines. We don't recommend that. So some people's strategy is they go and they and they buy individual stocks and they put their money and hope that that you know a few of these companies do really well. What we teach Dorothy is to invest in mutual funds. So mutual funds are 90 to 200 of those stocks in one fund, okay? And so okay. that's going to help spread your money out so you're not in single stocks. So that's kind of how the market the the basis of that. Now, we can branch off into retirement investing. So you're going to hear things like a 401k, which most companies mm-hmm. offer their employees and they'll do a match. So if you put in 3% of your income, Dorothy, the company will match 3% or some companies it's 4%, 5%, 6%. Now, when you're opening a 401k, then you have a choice when you put the, when you the money that they have, where is that money going? And that's what Jade is talking about is actually mm-hmm. taking your money and buying mutual funds with it. Now, the specific mutual funds are the four types that she talked about. You know, that got, you know, she that's that's pretty deep in there uh, in the details of it. But that's the 401k. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a IRA, a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, which is another vehicle mm-hmm. for investing. And again, you can open that account, but the money you have in that account you want to actually invest, and that's where a Smart Investor Pro can help you. Um, and then another term to remember, Dorothy, is Roth. Roth is your friend, R-O-T-H. Roth means it's after-tax dollars. So it's after you've paid taxes on your income, your income hits your checking account. You use that money to go and fund a Roth IRA, which the great thing about that, since it's after-tax dollars, that means all the growth that's gonna happen, compound interest in that, in that account is tax-free. Because you've already it's paid already taxes. Yes, okay. which is beautiful. So oh. whenever you see Roth, yeah. we want that. We mm-hmm. want Roth IRA versus traditional. And if your company offers a Roth 401k, you take that too. Now, again, it's after tax dollars. So you're going to feel it mm-hmm. a little bit more. <laughs> kind of hurts a little bit yes, more because you've, you've paid the taxes and yeah. you're like, oh. Um, but again, that's kind of just, I, I don't want to confuse you, but that, that, that's kind of just the basics. No, that's. Very clear. That we look at. Sense. But I would sit down with mm-hmm. a SmartVestor Pro. What um, Jade said, if you go to RamseySolutions.com, you can find one in your area. And if you're anywhere near Boston, there should be multiple. Yes. And sit down and, and talk to them, set up meetings and interview each of them and kind of figure out who you like just from a personal standpoint, mm-hmm. who you yes. enjoy, who's going to teach mm-hmm. you. Um, because this is, yeah, you want someone in your corner because it can get really granular really fast. That's right. And you want somewhat of yeah. an understanding, but you also have to know that these people, you know, they do this day in and day out. That's right. So there's a level of trust you have with them too in this process. Yeah. And I also want to encourage you or anybody else listening, people rarely understand it in one take. You know what I mean? Like I had a buddy come visit me and she was like, Jade, explain this, explain this Roth IRA thing to me one more time. And you rarely get it in the first try. It's like, I, I remember the first time I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 what now? And uh-huh. it's like, you you want to go back and listen to it again. So go back and listen to this call again. Like I said, dig into some of those articles. Make sure you're setting up time to talk with these people because it takes a minute for you to really understand it. Because like Rachel said, and it's true, it does get granular very quickly. And it's like, okay, but once I finished my Roth IRA, then what do I do next? And then if I have more money, where do I go next? And so before you know it, you're really going down the line on this. And you want to make sure that you do have a clear understanding 
understanding because these are your hard-earned dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Dorothy, and for anyone listening, that baby step four is 15% of your income into retirement. So retirement yes. is going to be your 401k at work or 403b and a, and a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two main ones. There's other things like an HSA and different things if you mm-hmm. max out those other two that are options. And we talk about that here at Ramsey. But for most people listening, always remember, it's your 401k and Roth IRA, 15% of your income that goes into those. That's right. All right, this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. You are listening to The Ramsey Show, and I want to let you guys know that our Ramsey Solutions Cyber Monday sale is extended. So if you thought the savings were over, you were wrong. You can still go on and get some of our lowest prices of the year all week long. You can get meaningful gifts for your family and friends as low as $7. I'm talking about audiobooks. I'm talking about every dollar premium gift cards for $49.99. That's amazing. You can even get things like Financial Peace University, our nine-week series to help you learn about money. You can get that for as low as $59.99. There are gifts for everyone. You can find things for your kids. You can find things to set and accomplish your goals. I'm talking about the Ramsey 2024 Goal Planner, which is just $44.99. And by the way, the content in that was designed by Rachel Cruz sitting to my right, Dr. John Deloney, and myself. So it's a great planner to help you work on your faith, relationships, and finances through all the teachings that we give you throughout the year. So that's a big one. And honestly, one of my favorites, the Rachel Cruz Wallet is Ah. available in many colors. I think the champagne color is my favorite one, Rachel, if I'm being... Oh, in a brand new edition, navy? We did a navy this year. I know. I love it. What I'm saying, guys, is you've got to get online and shop our week-long Cyber Monday sale. It's at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Got to go pick that up. Wow. All right. Let's talk from Neighborly.com here for a moment. So our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Now, if you need work done on your home, your yard, but don't know where to start or who to trust, I'm telling you, Neighborly is the answer. Find all the help you need at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. That's neighborly.com slash Ramsey. And today's question comes from, ready for this, Scrooge mom on a budget from Ohio. She (laughs) requested this name. She said, please address the topic of Christmas gifts for teachers. I hear my adult children talk about the cost of gift cards, et cetera, for their children's teachers. I raised four children. They had multiple teachers every year for specials. You know, PE, speech, music, art, playground, supervisors, cafeteria workers, homeroom, et cetera. Uh, Any given Christmas, I could have dropped hundreds of dollars on 30 plus teachers and support staff alone. 
They are hardworking professionals, and I'm trying to understand how this all got started and why it has gotten out of hand. I am more inclined to get a Christmas gift for those working on Christmas Day. Interesting. Fair. Um, yeah, so I I don't know where this quote unquote got out of hands. Um, I don't know. And I think it's a I think it's a really personal thing that whatever yeah. you choose to do what your budget allows. But I do think the expectation of just people in general doesn't need to be your expectations. You have to set your own for your own household. And, I and Jade, what I have found um, with majority of my kids, majority of years, a lot of the room mom or someone will actually, you'll Venmo her money mm-hmm. and she'll get a big gift from the class. Oh, that's great. So that works out really well, um, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Now I will say this is one, my, our teachers, I will, I do kind of go big on my kids, like specific teachers. So yeah. like the kindergarten teacher and Amelia has mm-hmm. third grade. She has two teachers. So I will, I'm like, I, cause I just appreciate them a lot. And again, we have the, we, we our budget, it's something that I plan and I do. So that is one area of life that I feel like I'm more, I probably, I may spend yes. more on a teacher than my, like my parents. Oh my gosh. Because look, but that's your choice. Yeah. And I want to, and I genuinely do. And I don't do it for all of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though there's so many people that help out and all of that. But I I think it's, it has to be in your budget. That's right. And the expectations for your family, not letting everyone else set it. But I think the, the group gift Mm -hmm. is always a great, it's a great idea. I like that. Look, I hope that's what happens with my son's kindergarten class because (laughs) I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm like, what do we do? And I I know teachers that I've heard from them, they don't want candles and all of that. Please no candles. So gift cards is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go and yeah, spend the, you know, 20 bucks or whatever to get them a great gift card at Target or yeah they're gonna appreciate that and, and can I just say for the people get them a gift card that they really can choose what it's spent on mm. like Visa gift like a, cards oh, that's Target gift cards like Target and Walmart gift cards I think are fine because there's mm-hmm. so much or like Amazon gift cards because there's yep. so much to choose from but don't come in here with like a Subway gift card because everybody <laughs> doesn't like Subway or even Starbucks. <laughs> yes. I just feel like, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I just, I, I think that I speak for the teachers when I mm-hmm. say, let them kind of choose their own gift. If you're yeah. going to do a gift card, make sure you make it a generalized. Yes. And it is <laughs> like for me. Thing. It's a, you know, it's a profession that it's, I mean, and everyone knows that they're not paid, but they should be paid mm-hmm. for the amount of hours and work and what they're doing they're literally teaching the next generation i mean i i can't i'm not a homeschool mom i mean i Listen. i would be terrible terrible teacher mm-hmm. i mean amelia's bringing home common core math now and i'm just like i literally have no idea what you're like i can't do this i don't know what oh you're doing gosh. Um, i'm scared so it's yeah and so i really do appreciate good teachers and we've been so blessed our kids school i mean every teacher we've we have just loved i mean they're yeah. just wonderful so Yep. Uh, teachers out there, to all you teachers listening and watching, or if you know a teacher, send them this clip because Jade and I both, as moms, yeah. greatly appreciate good teachers because, man, it's a lot of work. They I, deal with a lot. I mean, I would say at the very least, if if your holiday budget, if you're like, look, on the holidays, I'm stretched to my, like, stretched to the core. Make make it a point to contribute at least at some point throughout the year. Yeah, or I would that, say that. Or like ba- do baked goods, like do Something. do like a loaf of bread Something. with a, with a letter, like yes. some level of appreciation. Yes. doesn't have to be through a present. Yes, some level of appreciation. I think is they all need it. Yes, at Christmas or at, like just yes. m- make it part of your rhythm because they need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love it. That's good. Sorry, Scrooge mom. <laughs> we had to we had to debunk you on that one. All right, let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Deborah in Dayton, Ohio. What's going on, Deborah? 
Hi, I'm looking at starting building a uh, real estate property portfolio. Cool. And I'm ready to do like probably a baby step. I'm very, I would say, conscientious about being in debt. Okay. Um, I own my own home. We don't have a payment there. We own another home that's no payment, but that's getting prepared to go on the market for rent here for probably around sixteen to seventeen hundred a month. Okay. Um, I do own another smaller property that I purchased, waiting for that refi at six percent, and I owe about a seventy k on that. Um, my payments are about six hundred, and uh, rents for about nine seventy five. Just to get somebody in there quickly, I did okay. that, and um, some swings of the air. The only the debt that we only are carrying now is um, a truck that we got at zero percent interest, and that was like for our future future uses, and um, How much? that is probably about twelve hundred a month. What's the full amount? That no. Oh, how much did it cost? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we we went ninety five. Ninety five thousand. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. We've, We've been getting some expensive cars this moly. show. Um, What's we like f- cars. We like motorcycles. This what else our, do you have? Is our passion. What other? Just curious. Uh, four motorcycles. <laughs> four motorcycles? Um, Are they all paid for? Yes. Yes. Okay. Range Rover purchased. Fully in cash. Um, How much okay. do you guys make a, a year, Deborah? A van. No, purchased. I just wait until I have it or we paid it off. Okay. Um, so... Together, um, I have an escort set up for myself, and my husband makes you know, 110. I make maybe somewhere similar because I'm on a commission. So it's you guys make 220,000 a year? Yeah, roughly 220 to 250. Okay, 250. Okay. So we purchased a house a year and a half ago, remodeled it, and um, it took about 50k to get it up to what we want. So I'm very happy. Um, I was very conscientious to stay to where probably I could sell it now for three fifty. You may have to come on with your question because we're right up against the clock. So how can okay. we help? Yeah, my question is, I have probably sixty k in my in my um, account, mm-hmm. so I could pay off that little rental property. I could pay off the zero percent interest, but I really want to maybe purchase have money to purchase another small rental. Okay, so if, if I were in your shoes, that out. If I were in your shoes, I would pay off the final rental that you have because your primary residence is paid for in cash. Home number two is paid for in cash. If you can pay off home rental home number three, I would definitely do that. And I would not buy any more real estate without paying cash for it. Also, you guys have too much stuff that's tied up, too much money tied up in vehicles that are going down in value. I would seriously consider scaling back on buy, buying things with motors. I... It sounds like you have too many as it is. This $95,000 truck really, really deeply, deeply bothers me. But you guys have got a high net worth, so I'm not that concerned about it. Get it paid off as soon as possible. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. 
are listening to The Ramsey Show. There are only two more paychecks till Christmas, so help let us help take the calls about your life and your money and what you're doing with your money, not only now, but into the new year so you can get on a plan where you're actually making traction and paying off debt and saving money. We want to help you do that, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I'm Jade. She's Rachel. We will take your call. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Mary from Calhoun, Georgia. What's going on, Mary? Hey, y'all. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. How can we help? Okay, so my husband and I are babies at this, but after watching y'all for about a week now, we are on fire, and you have come up, helped us come up with a solution for our health situation. So we want to spend the next year or so saving up for our emergency funds. We'd like to get $20,000 in that. Okay. And after that, we want to pay off our home as quickly as possible, um, investing everything that we have to get it done so that we can demo it and rebuild. Wow, um, okay. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Why would you demo your investment? But um, we live in a farmhouse that was built around 1880, and unfortunately the additions that they did to it are garbage. Okay. And we didn't discover this until after moving in. And none of the bones of the house are solid enough for us to renovate it room by room, which was the original plan. Um, very Chip and Joanna Gaines. Okay. Um, but anywho, um, so um, I just need to know, it, would it be hurting our family to not invest in retirement or any of our children's college funds or any of that while we try to get this paid off as soon as possible? Because the damage to the house is pretty severe. I mean, we've got broken joists and there's rot, and it's not something that we should be sticking with for much longer. And we're hoping that if we can really pour our hearts into this, that at the conservative end, we can have our house paid off in about five years. Well, Mary, I, look, I I love the way you're thinking, like, hey, we want to do this. We want to try to do this really responsibly. Um, I will say there's a reason that the baby steps are listed as they're listed. And I do have a couple of questions and holes to poke in your plan. Um, number one, mm-hmm. your plan doesn't align with our plan. And so I just want to call that out. We would say, hey, after you finish baby step three, after you get your 20000 saved, you do need to start investing 15%. It would be one thing if you're like, hey, we're saving for another down payment. And I'd say, yeah, do that simultaneously. No problem. Um, and since you do have kids, I do want you putting away some money as well for their college um and you get to decide what that percentage is as far as the kids college um but i do want you to start investing because five years is a long time to delay that process after you've already delayed it for paying off debt and saving money right and so for that reason i would not do that and then the other thing that we can talk about is why you feel the need to pay the home off before you cash flow any changes to it because you don't necessarily have to pay off the home before you cash flow any changes. You could do them both intentionally if you wanted or one first and then the next. Mm-hmm. It's the house just isn't worth putting money into. But the, there's just really. But if you pay it off, enough. you will have put the money it takes to pay it off. And then mm-hmm. you will have. Because the equity and everything. So, yeah. So okay. it's not like you're it's not like you're bypassing that step. If you pay it off, that is money that you've put into the equity of that land and lot. And then if you choose to mm-hmm. rebuild and it, then that house, and then you're basically demolishing the house. So the equity is 
that that's not yeah. tied up in the land and the lot, the the equity in the house. Which how much like how much would the house be worth if you were to sell it? Um, our estimated home value is about two eighty two five. Okay. So yeah. So and by, we owe one hundred and forty seven. Okay. Um. And you think a complete reno is what you guys want to do, or would you ever look at moving, or what? Are there any other options well, that you guys have looked at? We. We love where we're at. We love our church. We live in a very small town in a very small community. Okay. Um, and, you know, we, we do homeschool, so it's not like school ties us down here or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the house, it just, it breaks my heart, but it just, it doesn't look like it's worth putting money into trying to fix it at all. I mean, we've put Band-Aids on it to make sure. it livable and safe for our children. And um, we just had an infant. So have you have you run any numbers, Mary, on how much it would cost to build? Build what you guys want? So um, we found um, house plans for free, and it's about $150,000 to okay. build that house. It's very small, and it's something we can build on in the future. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, I would not sacrifice retirement for this. I understand that this is a really exciting dream and you guys want to do this. Mm-hmm. But I'm with Jade. I would, it would be simultaneous for me. Um, and I, yeah, and there's a part of me too. I'm like, I, I would hate for you guys to still have a $147,000 mortgage mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then have to take out a construction loan, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that. So, yeah. So, you, I mean, it, it's just going to take a little bit, Mary. I think you guys need a little bit of patience. How much do you guys make a year? Um. My husband's net is sixty thousand a year. Okay, and that's including overtime and things like that. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say this, Mary. If, if if the house is as in terrible condition as what you're describing, like, is it safe for you guys yeah. to live in it for five years? Yes, we can make it work for five years. Okay, um, so it's safe. It's just, okay, I would yeah, not. I would not. I would not sacrifice retirement, Mary. I think that these five years um, are crucial for just compound interest and starting for the future. So, if I were you guys, I would not sacrifice that. How old are your kids? I have eight year old twins, a four year old, and okay. a six week old. Yeah, if you wanted to to wait on kids' college, I mean, you you could if you wanted. I mean, I would maybe put mm-hmm. a little bit away for them, um, but I just think that this this. This will be a slower process um, mm-hmm. than probably what you're giving it credit for. So, and who knows, too, Mary? In five years, when the house is paid off, and the kids are five years older, and all the things like life changes. You know, mm-hmm. you guys may make the decision of, gosh, we may want to move just houses in general. Maybe we want to do something different. I don't know. Like, so just know between now and five years, there's a lot of life that happens. So, yes, I would aggressively pay off the house, but I would not sacrifice investing while doing that yeah i'd also be, be my curious answer. i'd also be curious if you've had anybody like a like a contractor or a home builder come out and look and say do we need to start from scratch or what can like what can we do here because that just feels really like we're going to bulldoze our house and completely start over because you bought it for almost three hundred thousand dollars so it's worth something it, you know it's not like you're like oh, this house is worth twenty seven fifty. you know what i mean it's not I, what i'm well, picturing we bought it at 157 but yeah Okay, I th- yeah. where did I get two hundred eighty? Home value from? is about that's the home estimated oh, home value. Okay, now. okay, okay. Yeah, but my point is, of yeah, course, it's, I'm not sure it's, I could sell it in its condition. But <laughs> interesting. Okay, well, I mean, I still would. It just feels really drastic. So I would, 
get definitely a second opinion. And I, th- I think I like what Rachel said, which is in five years, you don't know where you're going to be. And you may be like, look, I don't want to go through all that. That's a lot. Yeah. And maybe you do. And, and yeah. And then again, maybe you guys look up in five years and you say, well, we this have some money. We have some money in our 401k that we've been investing and the house is paid off. And what do we want to do now? You know, and that's yeah. the beautiful thing about being debt free is it does give you options and choices. And if you guys want to go build something, I would just hate to um, lose complete. But if you want to, yeah, lose complete value of the house. But if you want to stay on the same land and all of it, maybe it's what you guys choose to do. But I, I would just say, Mary, to have a little bit more patience. Yeah. And definitely um, not sacrifice retirement in this. And and if the house does become unlivable for any reason, then, yeah, I mean, be prepared to go rent somewhere for a little bit and mm-hmm. all that. Because you probably have to do that during the building process as well in five years, six years when you guys decide to do that. So. I hope that helps, Mary. Thanks for calling. Yeah, that's a very good call. That's so interesting. Um, You know, we've had a couple of calls like that today, Rachel, where people have gotten into a house and then they've realized this is not what I, this is not all it was cracked up to be. Like we need, we need to get out of here, whether it's, I just want to turn and run and move or I'm ready to bulldoze the whole (laughs) Jackham thing. (laughs) And I just think it just goes to show like planning and taking your time and really understanding what the steps are going to be long term is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of heartache. And it's worth doing that due diligence on the front end so that you don't kind of find yourself in this place where it's like, uh, I got to make a move fast. And then you lose money because of it, right? This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we will do our best to help you with the questions you have concerning your life and your money. Let's go straight to the phone Jade, lines. do you have our scripture of the day? Oh, I do have our scripture of the day. Rachel. Tradition. I you know. Are, I know. Well, I didn't even think about it until you were going into the fourth segment and i thought into the show we don't want to break tradition has we ever have we ever skipped it oh we have oh wow once or twice accidentally we wouldn't have been the first look i'm glad you got my back (laughs) on that we can't look i'm all i'm already thinking about other things it's a christmas miracle it's only two paychecks to christmas we saved saved the show (laughs) you did all right scripture and quote of the day hopefully it's a good one it says uh, it's psalm 42 Look, this is you, Rachel. Okay, here we are. She lifted me out of the slimy pit, <laughs> out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Thank you, Rachel, so for pulling so me out. You're so welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> and then we've got Reba McIntyre. She says, oh. to succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a <gasps> funny bone. Come on, Reba. We didn't, we didn't want to miss that, Reba. That's a good one. I backbone, love it. Backbone, funny bone, and what? Wishbone. Oh, I love that. There you go. That is so, so good. You're right. welcome, America. You're Rachel, welcome. save this show. She pulled <laughs> us up out the slimy pit. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Now we can go to the phone lines uh, where Devin is waiting for us in Kansas City. Kansas City. What's going on, Devin? Hey, I just had a question about, um, I want to see your opinion on dropping my car insurance to liability only with being in baby step two. It would save me about $700 a year, but my mm. car is worth only about $2,500. So that's kind of the dilemma there. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I don't think that I would do that. Liability, I mean, that's like the bare minimum. And we would say that you would need at least 500000 worth of liability coverage. Um, 
So I probably wouldn't drop it down because here's the thing. You want to make sure you're covered no matter what. Like if you get in a five car pileup, you want to make sure you are covered, right? And so it's just yeah. one of those things that you never know what's around the corner. And I find this a lot. You're not the only person, Devin. I think when we're in baby step two, we're so intent on paying off debt that we're willing to sacrifice everything to do it. And a lot of people erroneously think that insurance, because it, you know, it is something that we add to our budget, right? A lot of people think that we do that after baby step two, and that's just not the case. We always say that insurance is not a baby step. It's something that you do the moment you find out about it, right? The moment that you get the knowledge and go, oh my gosh, I need life insurance, or oh my gosh, I need the right, you know, coverage on my vehicle. And there's a reason that we suggest these amounts because it really does protect you um, in case the worst happens and you run into somebody and the mm -hmm. damage is far beyond what you ever thought it would be. And so those are the sorts of things that can really um, bankrupt people and put them in a really tough situation. So I would not do that, but I would use our coverage checkup and make sure that you have the right insurance, the right amount of insurance, and that you're getting it for the best possible price. I would do that. Yeah, we. I'd keep liability at the highest that I can get it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if having the collision and the comprehensive, with it not being worth that much, say I it was my fault in an accident, getting another $1,000 car probably wouldn't be an issue because the car is not worth that much. So I didn't know if, if it would be good saving that amount because I'd be paying about $700 a year, um, every year, just for a car that's worth about $2,500. And you can't drop it lower since the value of your car is lower? No, the, the collision and the comp, uh, I always say the comp, um, they are what they are. Mm -hmm. um, but the liability, I've got that maxed out as high as it can go. So okay. Well, if you feel confident uh, that you could replace the value of your own car. Yeah. And you've got 500000 on the liability, you said? Yeah, I've, I've got the max I can do, I think, uh, 500, 300, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's just the, the portion of if it insurance replacing my car, that part, I don't know if it's justifying, you know, cause almost about three years, if I didn't get in a wreck, uh, and it be and needing my car replaced, I'd be paying over the worth of my car pretty much. I could understand that. Um, let's see. I, that's your choice. I'm just kind of thinking through that because you're they're usually together right your comprehensive and your collision is together or are yeah. they separate i think they're together as far as i'm aware i would you know i can see what you're saying and that makes some sense i would still just check that coverage check up just to see you might be able to get it for less expensive and that way you're covered on all three fronts but i do understand what you're yeah. saying about like if my vehicle is only worth this much yeah. like i can cash flow that if something happens and yeah. i get in a wreck right yes yeah, that's what that, we're in baby step two, me and my wife, and we've only got $8,000 left to go. And we're, we should have that paid off by April. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's kind of like we're about to have more income coming in with um, another car being paid off. And then we'll be working on baby step three. So uh, it's just kind of a weird timing. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Listen, in your case, if you if you have the cash to replace the car, if something happens, you can remove the collision. But if you move to a more expensive car. Just don't forget to add it back because you want to make sure you're covered in that case. Does that help you out? Yeah, yeah it does. Thank you guys. It's you're great. very welcome. That's a really good question. Thanks yeah. for the call. It, it ends up being kind of that puzzle of figuring out, okay, what do I have? Mm -hmm. 
and always still wanting to be insured, mm-hmm. right? To yes. a degree that you get that, like that's yes. another thing. So it's it's all it's it's that puzzle. Yeah, I mean the together. liability is the most important piece because you want to make sure that yes. you don't you don't know what the nature of the accident is going to hold, and you want to make sure that yep. you're covered in that area. So that was a really really good call. Um, let's take another one. Let's go to Jason in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Rachel, Jade, pleasure speaking with you. Um, My quick question is uh, my wife and I are expecting some hospital bills to arrive in the next week or two. And we were wondering, is there anything we can do now to take advantage of my HSA or are we kind of too late for that? Should we just keep stacking cash? Well, what are you expecting? How much? Yeah. How much in medical bills? Um. Not sure the total, but assuming that it's nothing more than what my health insurance deductible is, then it would be four thousand dollars. Okay, is that um, is this on top? What what other baby step are you in? I just want to get a picture of where you're at. Yeah, we're we're in baby step two right now. Okay, okay. and how much is in your HSA right now? Four hundred. Four hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you could put money in that and use it. I mean, the health savings account's a great option for health expenses. I mean, that's what it's there for. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's a great place to, to save some money versus, you know, you could just do a high yield if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think the, the, the rate for, for HSAs. I don't think the, the rate is really the thing because what I would do, I think what I would do and double check this, but unless you're investing that HSA money, that you're not getting a return on it. It's sitting there tax, but but it's protected. It's protected, but what you could do is save up the... How, how much time until this $4,000 thing takes place? Um, maybe two weeks. Oh, two I weeks. Okay. Imagine. Yeah, just or, throw it I in mean, the HSA then. Like once we receive the bills. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, throw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just filter it through there and yeah. then you're going to, you're at least going to get the tax shelter on that money yeah. that you use for those qualified right. medical purchases. What I was going to say is if this was going to be like long-term, long term, six months or yeah, whatever. Six yeah, six or eight months, you could like save it up in a high yield, get a little return on it and, and then, then throw it, it over there. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, okay. this is in two weeks. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Just put any extra, yeah, any any extra cash you have, yeah, in that HSA. That's great. I love it. Does that help okay. you out? Sounds good. Awesome. Thank Take you up. so much. Whoops, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Hope you got the information that you needed. Yes. I think we covered it. So but good. I love an HSA, Rachel. I know. Well, and what's so interesting too, and and I feel like even in the past few years for us using it with an investment and so yeah. you can actually use it as an investment vehicle that's right and baby step beyond baby step you know four five and six that's right so it's a it's a great place yep to put money whether you're in baby step two to actually use for medical that you need that you need expenses mm-hmm. but also in the future it's a great investment tool too yeah that's right because when you're 59 and a half that money you don't have to use it for medical expenses that's anymore right. you can yep. use it just for general Gross tax yeah yeah anything that you want so that does it for this hour of the Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us. Remember, when it comes to your life and your money, you can tell me that you won't do it, but don't tell me that you can't. Thanks for listening.